Good morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination on this Thursday morning. We left off yesterday talking about the sower sows a seed and talking about capacity. How Jesus mentioned that those that received the word, uh, there was those that received it on stony ground, those that received it on uh, the ground that had... uh, uh, weeds uh, growing in it, and then those that were by the wayside. But some of it fell on good ground, and they produced a hundred, sixty, and thirty. And we looked at Luke, or we looked at the book of uh, Matthew. We also looked at Luke. Today we're going to look at the book of Mark, and then some other things. Understanding that capacity is mentioned here is just not that obvious for us. We kind of miss it. If you look at someone that has uh, only a 30, 30 fold capacity versus someone that has a hundred fold, it uh, reminds me of the scientists of uh, Israel that they had uh, genetically uh, altered or changed, I don't know what the word would be, uh, mutated uh, the wheat so that the little head of wheat on the top of the stalk. Uh, grew two of them instead of one. So that means that they doubled their capacity on the little same piece of land. They doubled it by doing that. If if uh, uh, the scripture is correct, and when the Israelites entered into the land of Canaan, that uh, it took two men to bring in one cluster of uh, grapes. They Roughly it's estimated that they weighed about 40 pounds. Uh, Can you imagine today farmers having vineyards? Uh, I think they would have to modify, alter, and change them to be able to hold that much weight. To produce that much in the same piece of land would be to truly uh, go from uh, 30 to 60 to 100-fold increase on the same piece of property. That is increasing your capacity. That is increasing it. So it says in Mark chapter 4 verse 8, And other fell on good ground, and it did yield fruit, or fruit, that sprang up and increased, and brought forth some thirty, some sixty, and some a hundredfold. So if it increased, that means it went from 30 to 60 to 100. The capacity kept increasing on it. So consider that in your personal life as a believer, that as the Word of God falls into good ground, a good heart, and it is attended to, it's nourished, it's meditated upon, it's cultivated, everything that is necessary and obeyed and believed on, then that word is going to increase in the life of the believer. Kind of makes you wonder, uh, some Christian believers have been in the Lord 20, 30 years, and it's, it's kind of like a routine uh, for them to just simply mumble the same old thing over and over, and yet there seems to be no increase in wisdom, no increase in knowledge, uh, no increase in in in, in understanding. It, it seems like they stay at a certain level, and they never get beyond that. But yet God wants to fill anything and anyone to capacity 
in the Christian life. If we look at the book of Malachi, and a lot of people take this to uh, simply just mean the tithe, but let's forget about the, the money portion of it. Let's just look at what God intends to do. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. Prove me, test me now. Herewith says the Lord of hosts, If I will not open you the windows, not a window, but the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing such that there shall not be room enough to receive it. If there's not going to be room enough to receive it, that means that you don't have the capacity to receive it. In order to have the capacity, you have to have the storage uh, places available. Consider what we had mentioned about the man that we mentioned yesterday. That uh, he said, eat, drink, and be merry. He was going to tear down his barns and he was going to make them bigger. Why? Because his harvest was doing so well, he expected it to increase. There was going to be greater capacity capacity of production therefore he had to have greater capacity to store these things but of course you know the story is talking about what shall a man give in exchange for his soul so once again we go back to trading what can you trade for your soul that will be equivalent and the answer is nothing there is nothing that you can trade but you can give your heart to the Lord. You can give your life over to Jesus. You can give Him every aspect of every minute, of every hour, of every day, of every week and month and year of your life. And trade it, invest it into the kingdom of God. And see if He will not pour out a blessing that you will not be able to contain. You'll have to actually change your prayer life and say, Lord, give me the capacity to be able to receive the increase that you continually overflow in my life that I at the same time may be able to overflow that into the lives of others. And we'll actually see that, especially in the book of Luke in chapter 6 in verse 38. And once again, this is where the word metron uh, is used. But it is interesting, it is interesting when you look at these things, how God has so put himself in the place where he wants to fill whatever is empty to his honor and to his glory. As I have mentioned before, in Genesis 1.22, uh, basically he filled the, the seas with fish. He fills the heavens with stars and planets and, and moons and, and asteroids and comets and whatever else is out there, galaxies. Uh, uh, according to the book of Genesis, it actually says it this way in Genesis 1.22. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the waters in the seas and let the fowls multiply in the earth. Everything, whether it was a walking creature, a crawling creature, a swimming creature, or a flying creature, all of them were to be fruitful. All of them were to multiply. And they were to fill whatever 
medium they were on or in, whether water, air, or land. The scripture says in Psalm 81.10, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt, talking about the Israelites when they were brought out uh, in the great exodus. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. I mean, stop and consider that. Open your mouth. He, he's almost looking to compare the little birds that are in the nest uh, with their mouth completely open wide, waiting for whether it's a hawk, an eagle, or whatever other bird to bring food and fill it so that they can eat. So God is simply saying, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Well, can you imagine if you open your heart wide, he will fill it. Open your understanding, open your, 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 your life to the degree that whatever area it is, he is willing, he is willing to fill it in our lives. All we have to do is know and understand that he wants to. He's not withholding it from us. We're basically withholding it from ourselves. Look at what it says in the book of Ephesians in chapter number 3. It says starting in verse number, I'm going to go with verse number 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Notice, same family, but it's also filling up heaven and it's also filling up the earth. He says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Notice, notice the capacity, the dimensions that God says that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. I mean, we're talking a three-dimensional picture here. Something that can be filled. In this case, it's talking about the inner man. That you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, and the depth, and the height. And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. That you may be filled, filled, filled with all the fullness of God. Now that does not say it any plainer. You, you cannot escape the fact that it uses the word fullness and it uses the word full. And to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now when you stop and think about it, a spiritual creature or entity is very different than a natural one. The Bible talks about a man being possessed by a legion, depending on what translation. A legion could be anywhere between 2,000 and 6,000 soldiers. That's what a legion was uh, uh, of the Roman army. But here it talks about a man being filled with 6,000 at the most, or at the least, 2,000 demons or devils. How in the world could they fit in there? Well, see, we're not understanding dimensions and capacities uh, in the natural. We're, 
we have to understand it at God's level, at God's point. To be filled with the fullness of God, I go. It, it'd be like saying, we're not big enough, we're not large enough to have all the fullness of God. If the heavens can't contain him, if the earth is his footstool, and there is no place where his presence doesn't already fill everything, then how in the world can we have the fullness of God's love in us? Only if we understand spiritual capacity. The capacity of God enlarging us on the inside. He makes us so large on the inside that it overflows into the natural. And that's why you see so many lives that are very limited and others that are just absolutely bursting at the seams and overflowing, continually having to rebuild and enlarge and make bigger because of that constant growth inside of them. Once again, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Well, you say, well, that's a, that's a pretty uh, 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 big statement there. But, you know, when we look at the book of John in chapter 1, and it talks about Jesus, and it talks about, uh, you know, the, the, the word becoming flesh, uh, or, or the word becoming uh a human body taking on uh, the nature uh, of man. It says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. We beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That was Jesus. He was full of grace and truth. And it says in John chapter 1, verse 16, And of His fullness... We have all we received and grace for grace. So it's talking about Jesus was filled with God's spirit. He was filled with the power of God. In fact, the scripture says that God did not give to Jesus the spirit by measure. He was literally filled without any limitations Because of our flesh, usually we wind up limiting God. But God does not want to be limited. He wants to be able to fill your life with joy, with peace, with love, with faith, with hope. To fill it with the power of His Spirit. To fill it with everything that can possibly be good. Consider that food for thought and for the imagination. As we look at Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Keep looking up. Our redemption draweth nigh. Do not lose faith. Jesus really does care for us. And he has prepared a place for you to fill in heaven and on earth. Until then, the Lord richly bless you. Amen.